Hi, everybody. You're listening to the M&P Podcast with your host, Doyle. Doyle, I got a feeling your whole family's going down. And Jeff. Okay. <laughs> Jeff. Okay. I think Rocky Raccoon came to coach the Flyers this week because John Tortorella is giving up on the team. Hey, everybody. Welcome to episode 14 of the MVP Podcast. It's Jeff. I'm here with Doyle. Doyle, how you doing? Doing good. Hopefully this episode doesn't get striked for... I believe the word is struck. struck. And if I I wasn't already testing fate, let's see. uh, We're recording on a Saturday, coming at you live, pre-recorded. Coming so at you live with a podcast vibe. Who are basically threatening Universal Music Group now to take us out. <laughs> out of the, all the yeah, revenue. Do us a favor. All the revenue you're going to lose on our six views. <laughs> uh, anyway, that's uh, we're nearing the end of the Flyers season. There's uh, The Flyers play tonight, Saturday. If you're listening to this on Monday, we recorded it early. Shoot us. You know, we don't care just as much as the Flyers don't. So, uh,. <laughs> The Flyers yeah, play. It's on record that they don't care, according to the coach. Yeah. So well, by the by the time this podcast, de facto coach, by the time this podcast comes out, the Flyers will have two games left. Um, I believe if they lose, lost this weekend already. Uh, they lost on Saturday. I don't think they can do any better than seventh or any worse than seventh. Um, I think they could from move. the bottom. It just depends. I think they're only like two points ahead of the Canadians now. Yeah, I, I, the Flyers. So the Flyers' best bet is, is seventh. I think that's what I've been reading. Yeah, I mean that's what's most likely going to shake out, unless like the Canadians win their last like three games or whatever. Now the real problem is, I think the Flyers won so many meaningless games down the stretch that their last two games against the Blue Jackets and Blackhawks are relatively meaningless, and can only yes. hope to hurt them by making both of those teams' records worse, but then better. For the well, the funny thing is, too, is what they've lost like five in a row now, and like every other team under them has just lost every game as well. Yeah. Well, there was so a while there where it was great. You were like, oh, man, look at the They beat the Panthers. Cool. Not cool. <laughs> <laughs> Killing me, man. Yeah, uh, they have a back-to-back. They play Boston on Easter Sunday. Well, 6 p.m. matinee. Um, I got offered tickets to that game. I was like, you know what? Why don't you just hold on to them? <laughs> <laughs> I haven't tried to get in the press box for any games this season, so it was kind of giving up. I feel like the teams are gonna the teams teams probably knows they probably keep a running record of who hasn't tried to get in. They're gonna pull our credentials next year. Also, because Drew torpedoed the actual podcast that had the credentials. <laughs> Speaking of Uncle Papsky, if you don't follow him on Instagram, at Drew Papsky, or Twitter, at Drew Papsky, I went and saw him live at Tap Room, except when he was on stage, it was called the No Clap Room. Because <laughs> he stinks. It was uh, called the Silent Room. Yeah, it was called the Crap Room. <laughs> God, no, it was actually pretty funny. It was a good show. Uh, so if you can see Drew live. Uh, highly suggest it's we I, there was a ten dollar cover but somehow um i went to the bathroom and then came in after it had started nobody asked me for money so i was like oh i guess i don't gotta pay <laughs> <laughs> uh so uh as the season wraps up john tortorella spending more time in the press box than ever giving up on coaching entirely uh joe the rat believes it's because they're grooming him for the president's position what do you think doyle um, he's been asked multiple times about if he's going to move to the front office and he like, I don't know if you saw his reaction the first time being asked that question, but he was very like taken aback that that was even a thought. Mm, I feel like he also said he liked Kevin Hayes and we all know how that's going, huh? Well, yeah. You know, you got Kevin Hayes. Kevin Hayes is like, I'm tired of it. Uh, I'm tired of being in the, at the here. I'm going to play shittier in hopes that the teams trade me, 
not realizing that that indirectly tanks his trade value. And what you have here is the classic case of bamboozlement. So, <laughs> Kevin Hayes. I feel like you could use that song or the Benny Hill theme song. <laughs> yeah. Or it's for like this season. Why won't anyone trade for me? <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> it's the effort, Jerry. It's <laughs> Yeah, so Kevin What's Hayes... the deal with shitty hockey? <laughs> See, already funnier than Drew. I'm uh... <laughs> just gonna do this for the next like twenty five minutes. <laughs> What's the deal with rainbows? Uh, Why no. won't John Tortorella play me? No, so Kevin Hayes, uh, he pretty much... <laughs> worst Jerry Seinfeld impressions <laughs> The writing's pretty much on the wall with Kevin Hayes. I think uh, he he's going to get traded at this offseason. Um, there's still rumors about Provorov. Uh, you have Rocky Thompson saying the players have checked out, and he's upset about yeah, that. Exactly. <laughs> so he's like, "Yeah, this isn't really about X and O's. It's really about there's a, g- a bunch of guys in here that look like they just don't care." It's like, "Oh, that's good." So the good news is the Flyers are losing uh, two of their higher price contracts. The worst news is it's the your de facto top center and your number one defenseman who logs the most minutes on the entire team. <laughs> yeah. I'm still, I, I still am like torn with that whole situation. Like, Provorov, if you trade him, you, I guess, move Cam York, who's looks pretty good to the top pair. But then who do you play with him? Yeah, your options are Travis Sandheim, who people also want to see traded, or Rasmus yeah, Ristolainen, who people said didn't deserve his contract, or Tony D'Angelo. pairing defenseman. Who's also not a top pairing defenseman? But Tony D'Angelo, who everyone wants to see traded. Tony D'Angelo now uh, scratched, I think, in the. I don't know how he did this weekend because we're recording early and I can't read minds, but I know that he's he been scratched for yep. a couple games. Maybe he was one of the people that don't care. Yeah, I think it was evil. <laughs> Maybe it was evil gritty or a die. <laughs> he just tweeted like they. He retweeted the uh, the, the D'Angelo scratch. It was like and Shane Gostisberry leads the league in all defensive points, and everyone's like, "No, he doesn't. You're lying." <laughs> <laughs> the fact that people just like don't get that shtick yet is so <laughs> ridiculous. Uh, the replies were awesome. They're like, why do you have to do... It was either like, why do you have to do this? Or, no, he does not. <laughs> He's not leading in points. Yeah, it's pretty impressive that people still fall for that. Uh, yeah, it's... Uh, I mean, listen, he created a following, and people seem to like him. But some other things have created a following, and they stink, so whatever, you know? Yeah. Anyway, if you want to support us, sign up for our Patreon. Where... Yeah, right. <laughs> You'll get behind-the-scenes videos of, of us before the show, <laughs> which is just like, I don't know what the fuck happened. I've been paying attention. I've been watching a Masters. <laughs> Jeff just fumbling around trying to hit the record button. Yeah. Well, this to morning— make sure that the episode's actually recorded. Yeah, well, that's a common um, problem, sadly. It's <laughs> <laughs> My bad. No, but this morning— we, we, can, we can outside hire— no, we can't. Friend I, of the show, Shanghai, to be our producer. I only have one computer, and Shanghai can't blow out this computer because I needed, <laughs> I needed to play games. All right, when it was the soundboard at Drew's house, it didn't matter. But this is my sound card in my computer. <laughs> but uh, yeah, like I, I've been watching a lot of the Masters, so like I missed. I've been watching a lot of everything actually: wrestling, uh, golf. Uh, I've really picked up the Sixers lately. Getting excited about yeah, well, that. I mean, have elephantitis of your ball sack that hey, happens. Hey, had elephantitis of my ball sack. I'm streamlined and on the mend. <laughs> my Go, oh, shut up, dog! <laughs> I feel like Drew. Uh, my mommy and daddy had to come over and cut the grass yesterday for me because I can't <laughs> push a lawn <laughs> Our grass was looking like shit, and my dad was like, do you need me to come over and cut the grass? And I was like, oh, my God, I thought you would never ask. Yes, I could absolutely use the help. <laughs> my, my ball sack is currently dragging across the ground. It's, I can't possibly cut the grass. No, everything's all cinched up and real nice. It's just uh, there's a there's a surgery wound to deal with. <laughs> it's got a 
it's an incision, so it has to seal back up. So I'm not allowed to lift stuff over 10 pounds. So I'm just standing out there while my dad cuts the grass and my mom is like pruning bushes. <laughs> I'm just like, you're going to take a little off the top. Excellent work. <laughs> I felt like a union foreman. <laughs> and like, do, you have to, uh, do you have to get a wound packing, Jeffrey? Uh, so when I left the hospital, he wrapped it in gauze. The doctor, not the yes. janitor or a random gentleman. <laughs> Uh, the doctor wrapped it in a ton of gauze and was like, leave it on there for a day and then pop it off. Now what I'm doing is a lot of gauze pads in bacitracin. Bas, bas, bacitracin? Eh, it's like yeah. Aeneasborn. So I okay. change change those dressings twice a day just to keep the wound clean. Uh, so you're, you're your own wound care specialist. Oh, yeah. I, listen, I'm not going to subject Sarah to that. <laughs> There's really no good way. Bad enough she's married to you. Yeah, like I get <laughs> get out of the shower. And I'm just like, come in here. <laughs> I need help with my wound. <laughs> yeah, no, I've been doing it all myself. I've spared her the gruesome details <laughs> of everything. So the stitches are supposed to dissolve on their own so I don't have to go back, which is nice. But um, the more that it starts to heal, the more that it itches, which <laughs> not great because I can't scratch it. So I'm just kind of in my well, own ring of hell right now. I can't lift things or a... move fast or it itches. You weren't you weren't lifting things anyway. here. Whoa. Listen, guy. Listen. All right? When I'm talking about lifting things. I mean like pushing a lawnmower, not going to the gym. <laughs> Fucking stupid. Get <laughs> uh. those 12 ounce curls. I oversaw my parents cutting the grass last night, and then I ate some pizza. This is a victory. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I did the work myself. Yeah, I ate some pizza, drank some beers. It's like, oh, this is great. That's what I normally do after cutting the grass when I actually move. <laughs> uh, I, by next week, I think I'll be good to start doing stuff again. No, oh, that's good. Light lifting, right? I got to, it's like the full recovery is like six to eight weeks, but I think I'm out of the woods after two, so... Yeah, light lifting will be like you as SpongeBob just putting stuffed animals on the end of a barbell, trying to lift it. Yeah, and blowing up my arms like the the anchor, yeah. the fake anchor arms. <laughs> <laughs> Which, ironically, I'm I'll one my recovery. I'm on the same workout plan as Sean Couturier, so we're we're hanging out at the gym together. <laughs> What's that? Should, the wheelchair workout because you don't have a good back either. <laughs> yeah. I hope he doesn't have to do a second surgery. I can't deal with it. <laughs> You know, conspiracy theory. I didn't see him stand up once when I met him, so he could have been in a wheelchair. Oh, at the Flyers Wives Carnival? Yeah. Yeah, he skated so hard to practice that he put himself back into a wheelchair. Yeah, could you imagine? Well, I mean, I could. It's, the Flyers medical staff appears to have gotten better. Um, the I, So I don't know the full details of it because I refuse to subscribe to The Athletic, but apparently Charlie sat down with Dan Hilferty. You see this? Okay. And they did, did like a, they did like a full interview about everything. And I could really only gather what was going on from the comments because people were like, actually, a lot of people were surprisingly not yelling at Charlie for being a shill for the team. So I guess when he writes fluff pieces they like, he's they're not that mad. Um, but somebody asked about the medical staff, and Charlie said basically last offseason they did like a full overhaul. And the mantra has changed because you're seeing like Couturier being shut down, Atkinson not being rushed back. Um, so in that regard, it looks like the medical staff, if the staff hasn't changed, at least the ideology has changed. Yeah. Yeah, the ideology that the player doesn't make the call. <laughs> I'm fine. Actually, you need a second <laughs> back surgery, Sean. Oh. I said I was fine. I thought I was good. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> What's the deal with my back? <laughs> God damn it. We're really going to just run this into the ground. Yes. <laughs> Never thought the Seinfeld theme would get so much work on this show. But here we are, you know, what are you going to do? <laughs> well, when you run out of things to talk about, this is what we're left with. I know, with. honestly. Like, so I was thinking about it. 
before you got on here, I was looking at the schedule because I pulled it up because there is some prep work that goes into this show. <laughs> People listening, you'd be yeah, believe it or not, all ten of you would be surprised to know that we actually do some prep work. So next week's episode will only cover Flyers, Blue Jackets, and Flyers, Blackhawks, and then the season's over. <laughs> yes. Yeah. What and the then, hell are we gonna do? Then we're in for a real. <laughs> then we're gonna be in real trouble. You I and I have already. I've already got. I've already asked Drew to come back like two times and do some episodes, and he's given me the old like, "Oh, now I know what it was like when I asked my dad to play catch." No, thanks, but no thanks. I'm busy. <laughs> yeah, I don't have a son. Yeah, and I'm like, "Guy, just come back on." And he's like, "I haven't watched any of the games." And I was like, "Neither have we." We'll just have to replace Drew with Joe. That's all. I know, basically. Uh, Joe's always down for it, unless he needs to go watch soccer, and then we have to cut our podcast short. But yeah. what are you, you going to do, you know? Uh, so, I don't know. What do you think? What do you think happens in the off season? I guess we could talk a little bit about the future. Future! <laughs> future! Oh, you can't spring these things on me. Now i got to go to this future SpongeBob where Squidward's <laughs> laying on the ground. And <laughs> Are they 486 of them? <laughs> future! Future! <laughs> okay, all right, future. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> so, the Flyers sent back down Ronnie Addard yes. to the fandoms for the playoffs. Right. Their playoff run, which is, I don't know anything about it. I guess, and Emil Andre, I guess we brought him up and he wasn't playing, but now he's been playing. He's got like four points in five games or something like that. So he's been contributing and everybody's excited about him now. I guess what I'm thinking is like who, because this defense core is pretty much like set up with at least three people just based on, like, their contracts. Uh, I mean, Provorov is one of the most movable because, A, he plays a lot of minutes, and if he has a good partner, is a very good defenseman. Travis Sanheim, you basically have to trade before, like, the beginning of the season, and you're probably going to get back, like, another contract that's just as long and undesirable. Which is why we said Mackenzie. Well, I've heard people bring up Mackenzie Wegar a bunch of times because apparently he just signed a deal in Calgary and he's already fallen out of favor there. Yes. So everybody's like, oh, it's a great comparable and he's right handed, blah, blah, blah. I doubt that happens, but it would be nice. I wouldn't be opposed to it. But, and then you have Ristolainen who's making five mil for the next like four years, and then D'Angelo who probably is back next year and you trade at the deadline. So, like, Sealers sign for another year. Do you bring up someone like, oh, and Cam York, who's probably going to make the team next year? So it's like, if Provorov gets traded, who who plays the first pair with Cam York? Yeah, so I'm on Cat Friendly and I'm looking at free agents, free agent defensemen uh, for the 2023 yeah, 2024 season. season. And that's it. So it starts off, it's a lot. Um, Everybody, everything listed here is is RFAs, and I don't know if that's a setting that I'm on or uh no, what's the setting that I was on? Oh fuck, you cap friendly, you son of a bitch! All right, here we go. Here's your top by points, your top uh, free agent defenseman this summer. Let's go gun on a couple names here. You tell me a yay or nay. Uh, Shane Gostaspare. Oh boy. It's going to be a yay for me. Bring him on back. Play him alongside. Bring him back, baby. Play him Put alongside. Put him in the, on the same pair. Don't need D. Don't nay. Uh, <laughs> then John Klingberg. Um, I don't think anybody has had as much of a falling off as John Klingberg. Yeah, I was um, about to say, what a fall from grace he's had. He got offered that gigantic contract with the Stars, was like, I think I'm worth more. And then the league was like, you are <laughs> you are not, sir. <laughs> yeah. Yes, again. <laughs> 
third by points, Damon Severson from the Devils. You have to imagine he'd probably resign there. Yeah, um, unless he well, and he's playing. I think like let me look up their daily faceoff real quick because I think he's playing the bottom pair of minutes for them. While you're looking for that, I'll keep going. So fourth is Evan Bouchard, but he's an RFA with Edmonton, so he'll. I mean, you're not going to really. Yeah, I doubt he. No I one's going to. And then your yeah. five through ten is Shattenkirk, Orlov, Vince Dunn, Vladislav Gavrikov, Jamie Drysdale. Orlov would be interesting, but he would cost a lot. Yeah, Orlov's 31. He's a left shot defenseman. He had 35 points this year. Um, he's making five point, or his cap hits 5.1 currently. Um, so he probably want more money than that. Yeah, I don't think he really makes sense either because then you're. I guess you'd play if you if you would sign Orlov. I, I doubt they do. You play. You work on his offside. Yeah, and then looking at the rest of the list, there's like the names that pop up every year: Matt Dumba, uh, uh, Eric Johnson, who I would stay far away from Eric Johnson, but. He's like um, 35, right? Yes. He is Severson is playing third pairing minutes right now for huh. the Devils. So that's not good. He was their first pairing defenseman when they were trash. So take that as you will. Uh cool. Keandre Miller. He's probably gonna resign with the Rangers. Flyers could add him, you know. Drafted garbage. <laughs> then at number twenty four, here, here's one. Justin Braun. Thirty six year old Justin Braun. <laughs> Bring him back, baby. It's really sad that Braun's at 24 and Eric Gustafson's at 26 and Luke Shen's at 27, which means Justin Braun is arguably better points-wise because I'm sorting by points than two <laughs> other Flyers defensemen. Oh, no, Radko Gudis is 30th, so he's better than three of them. Oh, no, Michael Dosano's 35. He's better than four of them. <laughs> Radko Gudis. Robert uh... Hack's 46. He's better than five of them. Cam York's 44. <laughs> he's better than six of them. Jesus. These guys. Justin Braun has that many points? Apparently. I didn't know that. I didn't even realize Justin Braun was playing half the fucking time. (laughs) Didn't he he not have a goal? That many points is 18. (laughs) No, he has two points this year. Dude, Justin Braun, right shot defenseman. Uh, I'm on cap friendly. I will share the screen with you. Oh, no, hold on. I removed it from the stream. I added it from the stream. Uh, all right, Justin Braun, boom. Don't make fuck yeah, on me, bud. Those are his point totals from last year. Oh well, how am I supposed to know that? I'm not a goddamn fortune teller. You Deutsch. I'm doing my best. All right. <laughs> he has two points this year. Well, that's more concerning that Justin Braun was better last year than Cam York. Well, Cam York played like 15 games. I don't think he played uh, that. Much he played last year. 30. And had 10 points. Garbage. You're garbage. I don't know, man. I'm just trying to make content for this thing. I mean, he barely has more points than Justin Braun this year. He's only got 19. Yeah, because he stinks. But he's got 50. He's only played 50 games this year. Because he's bad. Because he's stinky. He's stinky and bad. Because he's bad. He's bad. Who the Flyers could have had. Then everybody was like, oh, can't believe we drafted Cam York. Uh, Cole Caulfield. Cole! Now he's playing uh, somewhere. Uh, he's got like 30 goals probably, 25. Uh, no, I think he like exploded that. his shoulder and he's been out for a while. Or is he back now? I think he's been back. He's got 26 goals. Uh, I don't know. Did you see, uh, I texted you and Joe but the Rat. He has been out for a while. Te- he had 26 goals yeah. before that. I texted you and Joe the Rat during the week. Uh, Jason Robertson of the Stars drafted a few selections after the Flyers picked Isaac Radcliffe. Just recently eclipsed the 100-point mark for the season. And I said, wow, that's crazy because Isaac Radcliffe just got traded to the Predators and is has six points in the AHL. <laughs> so what you're saying is this is what recognizing talent looks like. Yeah, or I don't— uh, talent. Listen, I'm not going to be—I'm already seeing it from people who are like, I watched— 70 hours of YouTube videos on this guy from the W whatever sucky fucky HL and fucky his handling his stick handling is incredible I think you just gotta put you don't know anything shut the fuck up (laughs) alright you're not an expert you've watched YouTube videos 
And that's all you got. Isaac Ratcliffe has 14 points in 17 games with the Admirals. Now, okay, so just slightly less than the 100 points Jason Robertson eclipsed playing an entire year in the NHL. Yeah, but you know as a Flyers fan you have to be irrational because he's scoring more <laughs> now that he was traded away. And yes. probably they're probably using him to his strengths and not trying to turn him into a checker because well, big man hit. You also don't know what the Flyers are getting because future considerations is a wild card. It could Future be consideration anything. It could be Connor Bedard, or, or a bag of chips, or a bag of chips. Yes. <laughs> One of those twenty dollars milkshakes from the Wells Fargo Center. <laughs> I just want to get a jersey, like a custom jersey, now that just says considerations on the back. You should. I would. That'd be great. <laughs> It's that way I can thank future considerations for all they've done. Yeah, it's it's real tough. And now knowing that the Flyers are going to end up most likely seventh from the bottom this year yep. in the Connor Bedard sweepstakes, and knowing that really, like realistically, I don't even know if they can jump to first at all. I don't, I don't know if they're even like have the percentage yeah. points. Well, they still have a shot to get to first overall. It's just, it's a long shot, but. We've seen they only have a shot to move up to one or two, and then the rest of it is. We've seen crazier though, three to whatever. Because allegedly, Gary Bettman loves fixing NHL drafts. Allegedly. Allegedly. Now, Penguins fans got very salty when somebody I forget who it was on Twitter posited that the NHL would fix a draft. They were like, "Do you think that Gary Bettman?" would get Ernst and Young in on it because apparently Ernst and Young audits the draft lottery. And and they were like, do you think he would get Ernst and Young in on it and everybody would stay quiet and this would never come out? And I honestly think the answer is yes because judging by TV numbers, nobody gives a shit about the NHL. Yes. <laughs> well, according to him, everybody does though. Yeah. You know, it's like, Hey, I got this story about how the NHL rigged the draft lottery, and then some reporters like, "I got bigger things to worry about, dude." <laughs> Are you kidding me right now? I gotta uh, worry about uh, I don't know anything else. I tried to watch the MLS this weekend though, so they got that cool uh, deal with Apple TV. So I'm trying to watch the Union, like regular MLS games. And if you don't subscribe to their MLS season package, which is an additional money on top of the Apple TV you already pay for, uh, you can't. You just can't watch it. Yeah, they're doing... Aren't they doing the CONCACAF, like, Champions League as well as their regular season right now? Yes, so the CONCACAF game was on Fox. I watched that. Um, Union doing their best Philly sports team impression, the Mexican team they were playing against... Uh, red got red carded at the end of the first half. They played the entire second half down a man, and the Union only scored uh, because the goalie came out to play a ball and just ran into Julian Carranza. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, we saw what the Union did in championship last year. Yeah. They were up a man and still gave up a, a fucking goal. And then, like, they they score on the PK, and they're, like, taunting the Mexican dudes. And I'm like... You probably shouldn't do this, you know? They just played a man down for 45 minutes and stifled your entire offense like to the point where you got a fluke PK. So maybe don't taunt the Mexican dude because you're going there in two weeks and you have to play them in Mexico. Like, Yeah, that's... Uh... That should be interesting. How many like how many games do they play against each other? I don't even know how like the Concacaf. I think it's like Champions any. I think it's like works. any other tournament. You play two, so it's the, okay. the the two legs, and then it's whoever wins on on aggregate. So the Union, I believe, are now up one nothing in this set, but they should have been up like three nothing because they played an entire half up a man. <laughs> Dude, soccer's hard to score, man. They had one more man than the other team, and the other team still defensively destroyed them. Yeah, I mean, if you're down a man, you just pack it in most of the time. Well, that's what they did. And the union were like, we're going to do our best Flyers impression and stink. <laughs> Coming from someone who played high school at the high school, or played soccer at the high school level, excuse me, I know what I'm talking about. Well, yeah, fair enough. We're all sports stars in our own <laughs> mind. It's like when we started the Broad Street Bully, and and it was like the first or second episode, and we were like, listen, we're going to say like players stink and they're bad. But this is coming from our perspective, <laughs> where like, yeah, 
you know, the furthest we got was some intramural. <laughs> so yeah, exactly. just take what we say with a grain of salt because it's all shenanigans and nonsense and don't actually believe what we're saying. And yeah. uh, yet some people who do podcasts are like, you know what? I got all the answers and uh, you, you don't. So maybe just fucking relax. <laughs> You don't. It's it's just the, oh, it's that time of season where everybody everybody is right and everybody has to express their opinion on things on Twitter. I just I just like thinking that I know everything, Jeff. That's how it is. Well, I do know everything, but I don't like to rub it in other people's faces, which is why I don't tweet. You get this, <laughs> and then plus you're you're watering down the brand, you're cheapening it. If you don't listen to this thirty minutes a, a week, then you're never going to hear my poignant thoughts. In things that I like. Poignant. That's an SAT word. <laughs> a, for the SAT You're word. Poignant. Now, Luka Doncic. Doncic. Yes. Dallas has been uh, eliminated from the, the playoffs. They were, I think. Yeah, in, they had like eight people like not play in the most important game of their yeah, season. I believe Sports Center told me this morning that it like February eleventh they were like a ninety nine they had already made the playoffs, right? It was like all but guaranteed. Uh, now they are statistically eliminated from the playoffs. Does this mean finally that Joel Embiid is not going to get screwed by the NBA in MVP what, for the MVP? Yeah. I don't know. I still think like everybody likes Jokic better but he for some reason so he was not going to play at all and then he was like oh everyone's angry I'm not going to play so to compromise I'll do one quarter's worth of basketball (laughs) so he played his quarter and then he sat out and then the Mavericks lost and now they're out of the playoffs now I believe even though Joel Embiid takes a lot of games off he did put up 50 some points against Boston and is single-handedly dragging the Sixers into the playoffs because every time he's not playing basketball, the Sixers are unmitigated garbage. Yeah, usually they do not have a good record without him, and that night they he put up like more than half their points. So. Yeah. So that's probably I think a he's played, let's see, well, he's played 66 games this year, and that's usually about where he plays, but like, he seems. I feel like this year he was more healthy than not. I feel like the phrase. But is, he played more games last year by like two. The NBA really worries about load management. Um, and I feel yeah, like I mean he's like uh, didn't he win the scoring title last year too? Oh, you're asking the wrong person, bud. I have no yeah, idea. He, he averaged he averaged the most points in the league last year too, and he's averaging most points in the league again right now so well i remember last I mean, year that everybody was very upset that he did not win mvp um i thought it was well, a farce. i was just it, i i thought it was ridiculous that Jokic was like the front runner to win a third year in a row when like i don't think lebron has Giannis never has it's like there's like all these players that have never won three in a row and it's like this guy's you know, hasn't been to a championship series, hasn't hasn't really been known to, like, be a good defensive player, but he does, like, he's a very good distributor and, you know, has a bunch of triple-doubles. Like Right, that's going to be my next question. I feel like Luca has not won anything important, so I was curious to see why everybody seems to think he's this darling um, superstar... He's good. It's just, I guess, like, he's so dominant on the ball that the offense just, like, runs through him and, like, no one else really. So that getting, like, Kyrie was interesting because now they think Kyrie's going to, like, test the free agent market instead of staying. Uh, so and that might bring the Mavs crumbling back down to the ground. Uh, is Luka Doncic also a free agent? I feel like I saw something about... Him going into the offseason and demanding a trade? Maybe. Oh, no. Okay, so what does... So... Oh, no. He's stuck with the Mavs for a while. He's making a ton of fucking money. Yeah, he's got a very long... Jesus! I think. Um, He's their big, like, you know, player that they drafted. Yeah, so I wonder, like, if he requests a trade, if the Mavericks would then hold on to Kyrie... 
and be terrible. It's possible. I do, I, I do appreciate that Kyrie kept his promise, though. He got the Nets to the playoffs. <laughs> so that's that's promising. I, I think the Sixers are going to play the Nets, too, no? Or did that? Yeah, without without Ben Simmons. I, which is wild, because when you think about reliability and playing every game, Ben Simmons is the guy that comes up. That's the uh, that's what comes up on Google at least. Yeah, I can't believe uh, they shut it. They shut they shut him down like two weeks ago. Um, yeah, he's and I'm like, if he plays, if he ever plays again, it'll be interesting. Yeah, I'm like, this guy's a fucking pussy. As I'm laying there with my <laughs> gauzed up ball sack, <laughs> 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 just get in there and play basketball, you sissy. <laughs> <laughs> As I'm like, oh, I can't lay on my side because it makes ouchies. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, I'm the worst. I'm trying to see. Yeah, he played 42 games this year. It's embarrassing. Well, he did his best. He got all of his money. He had sex with a bunch of Kardashians, so that's cool. If I was Ben Simmons, I'd give up on basketball, too. You take all yeah. the money you have, invest it smartly, and then just become like a Twitch streamer or whatever the fuck you want to do for the rest of your life and never have to work or have people yell at you. Yeah. Honestly. Well, they'll yell at you on Twitch, but... Yeah, like, but if I could just play, like, play video games on Twitch and be rich and bang models instead of, you know, having to play basketball and then do post-game interviews, I'd be all set. I would just want to stream. That's That sounds so fun. Yeah, that'd be great. Starting OnlyFans, do whatever he wants to do, you know? He's like seven foot. That's got to correlate to something. You know what they say about big shoes? Big My dream job is socks. to be a Diablo 2 streamer. Yeah, that's fair. And a game that's 25 years old or 30 years old. Hey, it's been remastered. <laughs> people, people still watch. I really, I really want to play Myst on stream. <laughs> I'm sure there's like a lot of people that would watch like you know throwback games being played. Yeah, uh, l- tune in live tonight. I'm playing Frogger on Atari. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, Frogger. Yeah, no, I googled Frogger. Yeah, tune in live. I'm playing Sega Soccer Slam. I googled Frogger Atari. Oh no, these are just ROMs. Never mind. It's not streamers. Nobody's stream. So yeah, there's your market right there. All right, it's no longer Flowers Podcast. We're gonna play old video games. Using online emulators. <laughs> I'm sorry, that's just how it has to be. The Flyers have driven us through this. <laughs> flyers, oh flyers have ruined our lives, and this is what it's become. You're going to just listen to us play Diablo 2 in old video games. Yeah, I did. Just going to be a joint. It'll be a joint stream, though. I did just a uh, Steam. Steam's doing a, a weekend sale of Roller Coaster Tycoon 3 with the two um, expansions: the Animal Park and the Water Park. Okay. Ooh, if you never played Roller Coaster Three or uh, Roller Coaster Tycoon Three, it's a lot of fun. I don't know if I did. I played. I definitely played the first one, and then I don't know if it was the second. Whatever one had like Loopy Landscapes as a mm. expansion pack. I don't, I just I just fired up Roller Coaster Tycoon Three yesterday. I started building my new park, uh, but I just remember building like crazy roller coasters and then not putting an end on it, and the people would just fly off into the air, and then everyone would. Well, say, my girlfriend bought. Uh, Roller coaster, uh, roller coaster tycoon for her daughter uh, for Christmas, and I've been eyeing that up to uh, steal it to play on PC, on the Wii. Oh, they have it on Wii. Not the Wii, not the Wii, the Switch. Yeah, no, I whatever you know, a handheld Nintendo platform. I didn't realize that it yeah, was. No, I just like the, ever since Nintendo put out the Wii, that's what I call every Nintendo thing. I didn't realize that they released that on other platforms. You know what is a real bummer? I was just talking to uh, Dr. Mike's brother about this. Do you remember SimCity 2000? Yes. So, like, the original SimCity was great. SimCity 2000 tried to do too much. And because they tried to do too much, everyone hated it. And then Maxis, the company that made the game, went bankrupt. And now there'll never be another SimCity because nobody gives a shit anymore about it. Um, But SimCity, the original one, was so much fun. Nobody has, like, hacked their way into making, like, uh... No, I mean, you could probably find it illegally, but I don't do I don't do that, police that are listening. <laughs> I don't do that anymore, police that are listening. And if the government passes this TikTok ban, they're going to throw in that thing about also banning VPNs, so I don't have one of those either. 
<laughs> I actually don't, but Dr. Mike may. If you know what I'm saying. Just throwing Dr. Mike under the bus. He doesn't have one either. Investigate him. He's a, Investigate 311. He's a doctor. My doctor friends told me about him. They said, we can look up our doctor database, and Dr. Mike's the worst. And I said, oh, how did you know? And they said, it's the notes here. They're all the notes. His other doctor friends, it's like a Facebook, but for doctors. And they said, he's the worst. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. So there's that. Mike, I hate you. Um, <laughs> Mike, if you're listening. <laughs> he'll listen to this in two weeks at the gym and be like, hey, guy. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Jeff, what the fuck? Look, you should just get texts like four weeks later and be like, oh, man, I can't believe the Flyers are doing that. We're like, what are you talking about? And he's like, oh, I'm listening to back episodes at the gym. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it, Mike. Oh, that's funny. Anyway, uh, I know everybody's on edge, so let's just talk about it now. Uh, Roman Reigns did retain at WrestleMania night two. To shut up. Uh, Cody Rhodes did not win. I thought it was amazing storytelling because Cody Rhodes came out. Uh, he like hugged his he hugged his daughter and his wife, and then um, Brody Jr. was there. Um, the one dude who used to be in WWE and then went to AEW, he died like suddenly of a heart attack or something. I forget what it was. But so uh, Cody Rhodes brought his son to WrestleMania and like gave him his weight belt and like made him part of the whole WWE entrance. So everyone's like, oh man, there's no way the WWE is going to make Cody Rhodes lose when he brought a guy's dead son to ringside <laughs> on the biggest night of the year for wrestling. And then they did exactly that. Cody Rhodes lost. And Roman Reigns now, uh, you have to assume, because he's at like 950-some days, that he will be champion for 1,000 days, breaking Bruno San Martino's record, and then he will somehow lose the title to maybe Cody Rhodes and or another party. I wasn't paying attention to any of that, but thank you. Just think about how off-topic we've been for the last, like, 15 minutes. We were talking about the Flyers' future, and then all of a sudden we're talking about Diablo 2 streaming. Well, let me tell you. So they're already sowing the seeds of discord between Sami Zayn and Kevin Owen, the undisputed tag team champs. Sami, on SmackDown Friday night, kept telling Kevin Owens he had to go talk to Jey Uso. But because he was searching for Jey Uso, he didn't know that the other Usos were attacking Kevin Owens. And now Kevin Owens is like, I got a knee boo-boo. Because you were too busy, Sami Zayn, trying to talk to the enemy. So get your fucking shit together. So now they're going to probably break up soon. They're going to split up the tag titles. Triple H announced a brand draft last night, so they're going to split up the shows again. Oh, boy. There's a lot going on. And then wrestling got bought, um, by, what? Then, then wrestling got bought by UFC. So we all know. Yeah, I did hear that. Now we officially then, know that UFC is fake. Did you see that... Uh... <laughs> Vince McMahon, like all of the memes that were made from him. Yes, his creepy soup pencil thin mustache, like a goddamn Jimmy Buffett yeah. song. <laughs> my favorite was somebody somebody photoshopped him on the Tapatio. I was gonna say, yeah, bottle. my favorite is him on the Tapatio <laughs> bottle. <laughs> but a lot of people were like, he looks like he just got back from tying up a damsel in distress on railroad tracks. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he looks ridiculous. Yeah. Well, anyway, he just made. Uh, I think, I think WWE sold to Endeavor Sports, which is like the new company they created for WWE and UFC for like nine billion dollars. And then after the sale was announced, the, like McMahon's stock price went up to like eleven billion dollars. So he made so much fucking money this week. Oh, also, uh, speaking of memes, uh, memes. There's been a trend on Instagram of Mike O'Hearn. I don't know if you know who he is, Jeff. Yeah. He's one, the bodybuilder. One half of the O'Hearn brothers. No, I'm just trying to find his Instagram. Go on. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> There's been all these memes of him uh, that people have been making that are just so ridiculous. So they have like a slowed down version of... Um, uh, what is love playing in the background with like the dumbest captions? It's hilarious. Mike O'Hearn, baby, don't hurt me meme. They're going to be hairless. Oh, well, I told y'all every time somebody joins my live, I literally have to cut a dread. It is what it is. Join my live right now.
I don't think. What are you watching? I don't know. It went from know your <laughs> meme to this guy talking about how he's going to cut dreadlocks <laughs> off his head every time someone joins his stream. <laughs> this is bullshit. I think you just clicked like an ad. No, it's not an ad. It's it's part of the know your meme explanation of the baby don't hurt me meme. This is terrible. That guy, he is super shredded though. And like, yeah, that's who Michael Hearn is. I'm not afraid to say he's a. That's see, look, read that caption. That guy's body don't quit. <laughs> My ass cheeks holding back apart at the level Hiroshima. Oh, that's not funny. That's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> oh man the internet's great they're so dumb but they're so funny i've really gotten into so like i whatever instagram has to think that i'm the worst person in the world because like my reels algorithm from a week of laying in bed and swiping is just like the worst shit in the world <laughs> oh my god i i shared like three of these memes the other day and like i went into my discover thing and that's all it is yeah it's just like coherent memes now I'm like like please give me something else yeah whatever algorithm is is picking uh reels for me is just like this guy is fucking off the rails uh so that's my life now basically it's like that and i just i watch reels on instagram and then uh i try to go on twitter but twitter is just all ads now and like people yelling about stuff it's, it's, oh yeah and did you see they're like ruining the like timeline again uh no i didn't see that but i try not to look at timeline i mostly just watch whatever the reels equivalent of twitter is it's like they're trying to they have like the two tabs that one's like for you and the other one's like whoever you're following and like the for you one is supposed to just be like verified accounts now which is like oh good just just put everything back together the way it was before like every this is all dumb now well the good news is our twitter just got verified because my credit card cleared and we're now twitter blue subscribers Intense. <laughs> I also, so come on down and follow us. We only have about 45 followers, I also, but we are verified. I also like how as of April 1st, uh, so they were like, we're going to, it's everybody gets check marks now. We're taking away the old check marks, but they left. Oh, yeah. If, if you're a legacy check mark, you're losing it. Yeah, but they left the old check mark. And now if you have a check mark, it just says this person is verified because they subscribe to Twitter Blue or is a legacy. So, <laughs> so you have no clue whether or not. No, are they real? Are they fake? Are yeah, exactly. Is it Bone Rammer sixty nine who just paid eight dollars so he could then make a Twitter? Hello, I'm dead. Rather. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, this is Walter Cronkite. Good fight. Good night. <laughs> uh, anyway. I feel like we've done it. We're at 48 minutes. We haven't yeah, talked about the Flyers. We, have, like, we haven't talked about the Flyers in like 25 minutes. Like, yeah, 20 minutes. minutes. Diablo 2, all of that stuff. The Sixers. Luka Doncic shouldn't be MVP. I will stand behind that based off my limited basketball knowledge. Uh, go Union in the CONCACAF, whatever. Uh, don't lose. Yeah, just give me the Sixers to the Eastern Conference Championship. That's all I want. Yeah. That's all I really care about, but I don't think. I don't, as far as they've been against Boston this year, who they is the most likely matchup if they get out of the first round is uh, going to be a tough series. And they will, they'll play the Nets in the first round, correct? Yes. So hopefully Ben Simmons comes back to make a sideline appearance. Not play, just make a sideline appearance. And then hopefully... I, the only thing I will say about the Flyers that I'm excited for is like if they do trade Kevin Hayes, to bring it back to Flyers talk for the end of this, if they do trade Kevin Hayes and it's to Columbus, like if you can eat a couple million of his salary and you know get i don't even know a second round pick for that and maybe uh, even though jack roslovic like doesn't like tortorella he's only got one more year left on his contract so just take him and flip him at the deadline or something yeah i mean listen i would not want to i'm not i don't want to like take money back from a team in in the division but if there's a chance to get rid of Kevin Hayes, because like realistically, he has soured on his time here. The Flyers have soured on his time here. So it's one of those things where it's a necessary addition by subtraction. 
Yeah, exactly. So you get rid of him. You get rid of Provorov, I assume, for Gavrikov, right? I think that's what everybody's saying now. Gavrikov? No, the, the, oh, not Gavrikov. The draft pick for Gavrikov, right? Oh, yeah. Because the Blue Jackets. Oh, like trading him to Columbus? Yeah, so you do Hayes and Provorov yeah. to the Blue Jackets, right? In one gigantic package. You just lay it all out there. And then, th- stick with me on this. They put Johnny Gaudreau in the package coming back. Yeah, they're not going to do that. Well, that way, they the Flyers get rid of Kevin Hayes, and Kevin Hayes doesn't get what he wants because Gaudreau goes to the Flyers, and then we're finally even because he didn't pick me up to take me to my follow-up appointment. So we're not friends anymore. <laughs> <laughs> he was never an option to take you to your follow-up appointment. We are best friends. He picked me up from the hospital is a lie that I will tell everybody who will listen. <laughs> How sad are you going to be that he's not going to be on the team anymore? Well, well, I'll tell you what. The 30 bucks I spent on his Chuck's bucket hat's a real fucking bummer. Now everyone's going to be like, oh, are you a Carcillo fan? No, I hate him too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. I don't remember who else wore 13 off the top of my head, so that's the only two that I got. Uh, I believe Pavel Kabina. Oh, Pavel! Mid-season, going to save the Flyers. And uh, spoiler alert, he didn't. Yeah, when did they trade Carcillo away? Uh, uh, 2011? No, later than that, I think. Because Carcillo was 2011-2012. Because Pavel Kabina wore that number in the playoffs, I remember. The Flyers traded for him in 2009. Correct. So how do I see this now? How does Dan Car... Did Dan Carcillo leave as a free agent? Maybe. Because I'm looking at his NHL trade tracker has Arizona Coyotes acquire Scotty Upshaw for Dan Carcillo. And then 2013, Los Angeles Kings acquire Dan Carcillo from the Blackhawks. But there's... So he must have went to the Blackhawks. Yeah, he must have in free agency, I guess. Carcillo to Blackhawks. Carcillo won a Stanley Cup of the... Uh, so he won a Stanley Cup in 2013 yeah, with the Blackhawks, so he probably went there. 2011-2012, he went to the Blackhawks. There you go. As a two-time Stanley so, Cup champion. Pavel Kabina. Just be a big Pavel Kabina fan. It's really. I liked when they made that trade, even though he was old and slow at that point. I mean, I get what they were going for. Just didn't pan out. Was that the year yep. they traded for Vistique, too? No, that was a different year. No, that was a year before. Uh, the Vestique trade was definitely the worst. That was a waste of a first-round pick. The Flyers torpedoed all of their momentum. Yeah, then they didn't even have enough money to bring back Pavel Kabina the next year because he wanted to come back. Yeah, it's poor work in general. Anyway, all right. So we wrapped it up with the Flyers talk. Yep, and they brought Bruno Gervais and Curtis Foster on. Oh, Curtis. The next year. Curtis Australian for beer Foster. Yep. That nickname never really so, panned out the way we wanted it to. Nope. No, it wasn't great. So we'll, so we'll leave you with that. Yeah. Thanks for listening, everybody. This has been episode 14. We've been at this for 53 <laughs> Just... minutes, and honestly, I've forgotten. Um, <laughs> so like and subscribe. Follow on iTunes and Twitter. We'll leave you with this. Just kidding. We're not getting copyright stricken. There's way too much fucking music in this episode. (laughs) See you later, everybody. This has been another episode of the M&P Podcast. Please like and subscribe so you never miss an episode. Well, see you later.